Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome back to Oz Business, Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company for the afternoon. Uh, we kick off this hour as we always do between midday and 1pm with the call. 10 stocks you suggest, two experts to give their opinion and many say that today our panel is the dream team. Partic- yep. Particularly the blokes on it call it the dream team. Henry Jennings from Marcus today and also Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners. Good afternoon to you both. Yeah David, good uh, afternoon. How are you coping with earnings season? Well, it's only just started, so yeah. but yes, the uh, slew of economic data that's now coming down the line is uh, yeah. is increasing, and I think next week or the week after, twenty sixth of August, I think there's you know thirty or so companies reporting wow. on the day. So, yeah, yeah it's only going to get busier. From yeah, there. it's yeah. all it's truth or dare time, isn't it? For <laughs> it most is, of them, it is truth <laughs> or dare, and it's just been complicated this year by the whole coronavirus yeah. effects and, and outlook guidances and no dividends, etc. And we've had the first. Super Thursday, I guess, yesterday, and they tend to yeah. all dump on Thursdays. Of course, we had Telstra and AMP yesterday, yeah. um, and it's just that's just the warm-up act. Yeah. Next week it gets worse, and then yeah. as, as uh, and Adam a, says, are we seeing a bit of a pattern? Are you are you getting a sneak peek on whether earnings are coming out a bit better than expectations, or uh, any surprises? For example, no real surprises at the moment. I mean, Woodside was definitely going to be challenging, no doubt about it. That, yeah. That's certainly one that, yeah. that we're going to talk about today. But AMP return of capital and did yeah. anyone kept his job? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, AMP obviously is still a disappointment, really. Yeah. I think to, to to everybody and Telstra. I mean, everyone talked about the dividend, but look, the dividend uh, wasn't too bad. I thought eight yeah. cents. Um, it's actually not too bad. And they're trying to change the way they are as a business. They've got to become more of yeah. a technology play versus yeah. a sort of mobile handset business. But that's going to take time to turn that ship yeah. around. Uh, Breville, decent result. Yeah. And decent the share market kicked up. Yeah. Well, I think that that's, that's the thing that I, I, has been noticeable, I guess, because Telstra have been quite firm going into the results. Yeah. AMP were pretty horrible going into the result. And then he came out with his own JobKeeper program, uh, which was the special <laughs> dividend. Um, so... Some of the dogs have barked and some of the ones that have held up and been defensive and have done really well, like Breville, have actually got kicked in the teeth. Yeah. So maybe we're seeing that rotation that we've seen in the US from the techs to the more more value side of things. Same here that we've seen. Maybe that's going to be a bit more of a theme in reporting season as well. So um, the high flyers get punished and the dogs, once there's certainty in the air and you go, okay, yeah, we know the worst. Yep. Maybe then it gives us sort of an all clear to buy those stocks. Okay. All right. Uh, fascinating. Uh, we always kick off uh, the call with the stock of the day, one that I pick. Um, this week we've been doing a stock that's released its earnings during the morning. Today, a bit different. Um, Miso Blast shares are certainly <laughs> blasting off uh, today. It has uh, been an absolute roller coaster if you've been in this stock. I was coming up in the lift. Um, here at Barangaroo <laughs> Studios today, two blokes, young blokes, under 30, who I had never seen before, going <laughs> to a different floor to here. What were they talking about? Miso Blast. Yeah. Um, after news break, and one guy's going, oh, I got in at 3.95. And, uh, when, it, when it's being talked about in the lift, I don't know whether that's a worry or not, but uh, <laughs> it was all because news broke that American FDA... Uh, is backing its stem cell treatment of acute graft versus host disease in children. The FDA advisory panel reportedly voted nine to one in favour of its therapy, uh, Rionacil. Uh, a final FDA vote for the drug is due September 30. It's in a trading halt at the moment. Uh, Henry, the, the, this, this, are, uh, are you in it? Uh, no, but I, I was in it. It was actually a conviction, my highest conviction buy at $1.25 some time wow. ago, but I did get out at around 3.20 months and months ago. Right. It just got a little bit too 
precarious, I think, for, uh, for yeah. my liking. It's kind of hard to deal with that volatility day to day in a newsletter. Um, of course, the other day it absolutely collapsed. It was poleaxed yeah. by news that the FDA was looking at not granting the approval for this, this uh, yeah. treatment that they've got. And the stock absolutely collapsed. And of course, we were waiting for the day. And last night, the news came through that they actually got the approval, nine to one, I think it was, yeah. on the panel. So this, this kind of puts in train a, a bigger picture for them and sets in motion a lot more uh, milestones for their technology. And this has been a long time coming. People mm. have been in mesoblast for a long time and the, yeah. and the hope for stem cells. Look, 345 back at the start of 2016 and a roller coaster since then on that yeah. five-year chart yeah that's a hairy ride is it? <laughs> it's, it's not only a hairy ride but these guys raise a lot of money they yeah. chew through money like there's no tomorrow it's, ah. it's expensive doing this this technology and yeah. the, the trials have to be pretty rigorous and they, they go on for a long time so you've so, been diluted a fair bit so you've been diluted there's been you know placement issues also you know convertible notes all sorts of weird and wonderful sort of financing put in place which has diluted shareholders which hasn't really helped but finally this is this is sort of the big the big tick for them um, and they can you know there's still some final decisions to come etc but it's it's looking promising and then of course they've got a a, a treatment potentially that this can be used in in covid patients yeah. as well with acute lung problems there so it's good but it god it's been yeah. a Wild. it's a queasy Will you old, get back in this, uh, is no. this the start of Okay, let me just throw out a, a stupid yep. uh, sort of ob observation. Is this a start of it turning into a CSL ResMed cochlea? I think uh, I think it's a little early to say right. that, but okay. um, and today's obviously you know it was up 55, 60 percent at one stage, yep. had a massive leap. Um, and there's a big sort of sigh of relief, yeah. and, and your guys in the lift obviously um, were pretty happy <laughs> yeah, or pretty if sad. They got out at 5:30 or something. Or but, uh, yeah, yeah. Trading halt at the moment, isn't it? No, no. It's oh, back, it's back it's still, in. Yeah, it's yeah, still it's trading. Still. So it actually traded today. Opened at $4.99, had a high of $5.30, currently $4.64, so up 37%. Right. Uh, but the shorters have got this one at the moment. Uh, there's uh, around about six or seven percent of the stock in shorters it's been hands. Shorted, right, okay. So this pop that you saw today was probably a, a bit of a short squeeze as well right. for the company. But um, yeah, I, I bought some last night for or yesterday afternoon for clients, and I said it's a binary outcome. As with most of these biotechs, yeah. it's either going to say yes or it's going to say no. If it says no, it's going lower. If it says yes, the thing's going higher. So yeah. you know, it's it's a punt when yep. you're doing those kinds of trades and got out on the open today for most of the guys, so they were happy. Right, oh, okay. Yeah. I bet they 30 were, 5.30? 30% yeah. overnight. Well done. No, no, 4.99 I got out on the open. Oh, okay. Right. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a pretty good trading day, I wonder. Yeah. Try, try and annualise that. No, no, that, that will... no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> but yeah. when you get, but is it, okay, for a normal investor, not yep. a trader, yep. is it something where you dribble a bit in because it's past a significant hurdle and you have no idea where yeah, it's going to go. The all-time high was 488, so it blew through that on a sort of technical chart yeah. of opening at $5, so that's a real positive sign. I think it'll do some work around this $5 mark for right, a while for a now while. because you've got the next yeah. decision September 30th. 30, yeah. So that what the, that's what the stock's going to be trading up to for that announcement. And so you'll start to see some buying coming in uh, once this sort of gets flushed through. And potentially, yeah, if that another binary outcome, if it is a yes, well then the stock's gonna it can continue to go higher. If it's a no, uh, which it is fairly political, it can now come back down to three bucks again, you know. So mm. I think for a normal investor it's too hairy and you probably right. wouldn't be going into it too hard. But for traders it's fantastic. Yeah. The, the, I, I think this stock actually topped out around eight or nine bucks at one stage, about ten years ago. Yeah, right. Um, when it, had its, when, when it had its big yeah. bull run. I mean, wow. when it first started igniting imagination. Ten and, years ago. And stalking temps, uh, stem cell technology. Right. You know, everyone got really excited about the potential. And this was going to be the new CSL. They have raised a lot of money since then and, right. and diluted. So I don't know what the market cap was then uh, compared to what it is now. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Mm, but, okay. I, you know, I think it, this is a very volatile stock. It also trades in the U.S. as well. Yep. So that adds a whole new dimension because obviously they have a, a greater appetite in some cases for these biotechs yeah. um, than, than we do. So that can drive the stock price as well. 
and uh, you wake up in the morning and it's down 10% or up 10% because yeah. someone yeah. said something. Not for or the faint-hearted. It's not for the faint-hearted, right. but it, you can do well, especially if you talk to Adam about it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, these, these, guys, these guys in the lift were talking about <laughs> it like they would about Fortnite or, yeah. or uh, betting on the 76ers in the, yeah. in the NBA, and that's what it's got to. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the scary thing, isn't it? That's yeah. what it has got to. I know, it's ridiculous. We call them flash ramps. Yeah, yeah. yeah they just flash <laughs> in there, ramp it up, get rid of it, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. But well, right. we've gamified the stock market. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, Afterpay's been really good for us, yeah. in the market. It's yeah. been fantastic, because everyone can anchor to that story and think, wow, well, that's what I want to get. And I better yeah. ring a broker, or I better speak, or I better do some on, yeah. you know, some training. For a new generation. So it has done us really, really well, that yep. gamification. All right, let's get into your stocks. Good discussion there. And uh, in with uh, Miso Blast, if you, uh, if you dare. Um, first stock you've suggested, um, Adam, you mentioned it earlier, this one from Alex Woodside, our yeah. biggest um, oil and gas producer, reported a, um, a $5.7 billion loss for the first half because of COVID underlying profit, uh, $303 million um, and dividend, 26 US cents a share. Yeah, not too bad on the div, I thought. Yeah. Um, and obviously uh, probably a little bit down from uh, the previous couple of uh, couple of seasons or so, but look, Woodside uh, has probably the best balance sheet in the oil and gas space. So, you know, it is good for investors to to look at Woodside and especially where oil price is at the moment it is fairly depressed yep Henry you can tell me what the oil price did last night it was um, down one percent to 41 dollars so 41 Ish. bucks I mean it should be trading 50 should be trading 80 to potentially yep. uh, when the world gets back on its feet airplanes start moving cars start moving the world does which it will one day yep. uh, I think Woodside's a good buy okay down here uh, and, <laughs> Go on. And, and, and the Saudis have closed down all the shale oil producers in, in the US. US. Yes, in the US. The, the, and, and let the price rise on. again. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Four, it was a big number they wrote off. I know. Well, it, they already you know, wrote off. They, they call it the non cash impairment. I mean, I, yeah. But they, they warned us three weeks ago that they were going to do that. Oh, so that's all right then, is it? Well, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I guess the issue with Woodside is to do with uh, M&A activity. And Chevron yeah. at the moment has got nearly 17% of the Northwest Shelf project up for sale worth three, three and a half billion yep. US. Woodside is kind of the natural buyer of that. And given that around the world, oil companies are pulling back big time on CapEx and yep. everything else and trying to shore up the balance sheet, you've got to think they're pregnant with a big company changing Acquisition come hmm. capital raise come. They'll come to the market, raise two billion at a deep discount. They'll buy the asset and yep. then they'll own what thirty percent of it, something like twenty five, yeah. yep. something like that. Yeah, that's a good command. That is, it is moving forward. It is, but at the moment, I'm, but, I'd be a, I'd be a hold, right. especially as I don't think the oil price is going anywhere, particularly uh, on the upside. So yeah. you know, and Woodside's been flatlining for. A little while. The, the good thing is, as Adam says, is they've got the strongest balance sheet probably of any of the oil companies in the world. If you were going to own an oil company with exposure on the ASX, Woodside would probably be the one right. because it's safer. Santos has got more leverage, but Woodside's a nice, it still pays that dividend, whereas yep. you know Santos is a bit higgledy piggledy, oil search origin, etc. Yep. Um, but I'm not, sh I'm, I'm just not sure Peter Coleman, he's done a really good job operationally. I'm not sure he's the visionary to, to make the big deal. Oh. He, he, is, he is a very good operator of, right. of assets, but I'm not sure he's an ambitious visionary in buying and taking Woodside to the next step. That's an interesting comment. Uh, yeah, like I, 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 I don't know. I I've never I, met him. Yeah, no, no. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I've, seen, I'll, I've, seen, I've seen him being interviewed a number yeah. of times. And I know that when he was appointed, he came from a very operational kind of right. background. Okay, so he's not a deal maker, which has Maybe. been a good thing in some respects because yeah. a lot of guys have gone out and made really dumb deals. Yeah. yeah. But now we're in the market where maybe there is a chance to make hmm. a good big deal using your balance sheet and the strength when other people are suffering. Yeah. I'm not, and he's been there a while now, yes. hasn't he? Yes. Um, I'm not sure he's the right guy okay. to. All right. Hold, for, hold from you, a, uh, a buy from Adam. 
Uh, Christina wants a view, uh, Henry, on Tesoro Resources, the uh, copper sort of explorer based in Chile. It's um, bought a whole bunch of leases around its, um, which is, I love this name. If it's you're going to, going to explore in, um, in South America, you might as well have an El Zorro gold project, um, which is, which is go, going to extend that project. Yeah, I mean, it's a great name, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm expecting Catherine Zeta-Jones to turn up any second with Anthony Hopkins and, and Anthony Banteras. I mean, it's great, the El Zorro project. <laughs> these, these guys are in Chile. They, they've got a good project, as you say, they're extending, and they've got uh, good uh, leases there. Um, the results have been good. I'm just looking through them now. Um, you know, you've got one metre at 12 grams. That's not huge. Two metres at 19.98 was the latest result. Stock's had an almighty run, yeah, I have to say. Um, and I guess, you know, this is all to do with the, the fact that the gold price um, has also had an almighty yeah, yeah. run, which came to a crashing, halt. But from one cent halt. to 20 cents, Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, you know, it doesn't look very liquid though. No, does well, it in the past? Gold, no. I think so you know, gold in Chile. It's um, been up. Oh, look at that. Yep. It, you know, th these are the these are the kind of stocks that you're getting in the lift. Yeah. From yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. You've got to buy this. They've got a great project in Chile. <laughs> it's going well. The, the, well, they've been left behind. They're a gold yeah, buyer. Yeah, they've they... been left behind. I mean, yeah. these guys are in the exploring business. The the, the stock price is driven by announcements. Yeah. Uh, it's driven by the drill bit uh, up here. Who knows? You know, it's. I wouldn't be piling in up here given the run they've had. I'd be looking at taking. If if you own them, I'd look to take some profits. I always right. think. You now, if you can end up with with a with a holding that's cost you nothing or you made a profit on, yeah. and you can let the thing run, mm. fantastic. Yeah. That that that's the ultimate. So, um, drill okay. bit. Adam, not many shares on issue, so that's probably a good thing for a resource company, especially a gold company. Um, look, I, I probably Henry summed it up pretty well. I think you talked more to the gold price and certainly the gold price uh, did have a bit of a rest. Peter O'Connor, our analyst, uh, talked about the gold potentially having a little bit of a rest and then from there uh, starting to move higher again. So he thinks gold has got further legs to go. So, you know, and copper has done very well also. Yep. I'd, be in the, I'd be in the bigger stocks. I wouldn't play around in the smaller end. Yep. Um, so it, it, would be, it would be a sell from me and uh, buy some quality. Okay. All right, uh, Roshan uh, Adam wants to be on McPherson's, uh, a supplier of health, wellness, and beauty products, and also kitchen products as well. Yeah, paper, we always call them the third drawer company, right? Because <laughs> because because they're in oh, the third drawer that. of your, yeah, is it? They're in your third drawer in your kitchen, oh. and they're in your probably top drawer of your bathroom or yeah. whatever. But yeah, that's what we call them, <laughs> cling wraps. It is in my third drawer in the kitchen. Exactly, yeah. I told you. Yeah, everybody. So you, you probably touched one of their products <laughs> today already. Yeah. Uh, you know, hairbrushes, uh, beauty care, skincare, uh, that kind of thing, kitchen essentials, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So look, the stock's had a good run. It got hit pretty hard around COVID. It's yeah. had a good run. It's now sort of consolidating around this sort of $2.70 level. It doesn't look too bad here. Oh, we've got a buy on it at Shores. It's something I've never really liked as a, as a business um you know they don't do this but toilet paper or you know they do ear cleaners and things like that it's just sort right. of all that sort of smaller stuff doesn't have a great margin to it but it, everybody's got it so um look it's a buy from me uh, at this two dollar seventy level i think it's okay, okay. Henry? <laughs> i love that the third <laughs> <one>. <laughs> we're, we're, we're both going to steal that <laughs> well I'm, I'm, that's that's gold that's mine that's going in the newsletter for sure <laughs> It was always, the, it was all, as Adam says, it's always um, kitchen knives. I mean, that's yeah. what they used yeah. to do. They, they've expanded and diversified into beauty products and healthcare. It has had a good run. The, the figures have been yeah. pretty good, to be honest, and they're getting some pretty good growth. Um, so I don't mind it particularly. It's seen, it, it wants to consolidate here at 270. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the critical level. If it, could, if it busts through there, you could probably see it maybe looking at the chart here down at 240. Yeah. Right. But uh, if it holds 270, it could pop back up to three bucks without too much trouble. Yeah. But um, it's, it's kind of, all, it was always all things to all men. It's been around forever. Yeah. And yeah. it just slips under the radar quietly 
Um, so some of those quiet industrial stocks. Yeah, so I just keep producing. Breville was a bit like that for a, for, for a, a long, long time. for a long time. Yeah, Breville was a bit like, until until and you know George Clooney came along basically yeah, yeah, yeah. With, the, with, the, with the Nespresso's and yeah. all the, made coffee machines and we went oh hang on a second yeah. we all want a coffee machine at home and yeah. but Breville for years was you know toasters and kettles and yeah. boring yeah. kind of kitcheny things McPherson's was knives and now it's beauty products it, it does pretty well it got some good brands um, I don't mind it yeah okay all right uh, there you go uh, Rashan a good view there on uh, McPherson's. Uh, Henry of Vita Therapeutics is something Dion wants uh, a view on. Again, a sort of medical company into into skin regeneration, isn't yeah. it? And uh, for traumatic wounds and scars, um, right across the region, Europe, America. Yeah, I mean, th this this was all the go. This was one of the best performing mm. stocks up yep. until recently. Polynovo was another one in that space, yep. and there's a New Zealand one as well that's yep. just listed which actually looks, I think, probably the best of the three in terms oh. of revenue, in terms of, the, the pro I don't know about the product, but I'm not a doctor. But these guys basically do, all three of them do some sort of um, skin treatment for trauma, whether it's burns or whatever, or a Look scaffolding. Look at this one here, chart. Yeah, it went, it went absolutely Berserk. nuts. Yeah. The, the problem with the Vita, and it's kind of overshadowed the whole story. The, the story is that the US. Yeah. And the problem is at the moment the US is coping with COVID rather than doing elective surgery and that sort of stuff. So that is really making it hard for both Polynovo and Avita to get in the hospitals and, and sell, their sell their wares. Yeah. And the revenues aren't huge and, and the market yeah. cap's got to sort of a billion dollar plus and you're looking at it scratching your head going, they're selling a million dollars worth of gear a month and it's a billion dollar company? Yeah. That, yeah. that didn't add up. Um, yeah. Avita made an interesting decision and decided to Redomicile, redomicile. Got the wrong teeth yeah. in today. Um, redomicile to the US right. and have that as their primary listing. Since they did that, it's been an absolute horror show for shareholders. Really, that um, they've had a consolidation as well. So uh, I think it's a one. It was a one for twenty. Right. So um, it went from being a forty cent stock to sort of an eight dollar stock, and now it's six dollars, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but that. You're now a small fish in a big pond, whereas yeah. they were a big fish in a small pond before. And those that got left behind in Polynovo went, oh, what can I buy instead? Avita, they do the same thing, but it's by them. And oh. now it's just, it's fallen really out of favor. I don't think the, the business is bad, but I think the valuation's just got it too stretched on the, on the base of the revenue. And they, they clearly had disruptions because of COVID. It, it would be one that I would avoid for right. the time right. being. I prefer no. Polynovo, and we did really well out of Polynovo. Polynovo, is that the Fiona Stanley? Uh, I think it is, yeah. It's, it's got a, uh, it's got a slightly, Bali, yeah, it's, it's more yep. sort of spray on skin yeah, yep. treating burns yep. um, rather than a, it's, it's got a, a really cool um, scaffolding. Yeah. But um, Novasorb is the, is the name of the, the product they got. Um, that's, that would be my preferred one, and we did really well out of that one. And we did quite right. well out of Avita as well because okay. we, we sort of bought the pair. But this New Zealand one that's just come on. That looks quite, yeah. I think it's ARX, isn't it? Yeah, and it's got the technology. I think they use pig intestines yeah, it, or something it looks like that for the Revenue wise, it kind of looks all right. It looks all right. And uh, they've, they've been going a long time. Um, ARX is the code uh, AROA biosurgery. Right. Yeah, right. my Kiwi's not great. Okay. I'm going to say flesh and chops. <laughs> <laughs> What do you reckon? Oh, look, oh, you know, I, I, my learned colleague has uh, told us everything we need to know already. Uh, I think, um, the, yeah, look, there's some bit of support down here at 650 if you're looking to trade. You know, you might be able to get uh, a little bit higher there. But look, I, I think it's one, um, as I said, that the market's probably moved on a little bit now on these ones. So uh, it'd be a hold from me. Okay. All right, a hold on a beta. Um, now, um, next suggestion is Domain the uh, online property advertising business, major competitor to uh, REA. Yeah, so REA is killing it yeah. and Domain's struggling is, <laughs> is pretty much the way to look at this. Um, you know, I, I think overall we expected the housing market to, to fall and look, it probably has come off uh, a little bit, but um, there's still advertising and there's still sales moving through, especially the Sydney market. I mean, it's obviously a little bit different in different areas. Um, Domain has now moved away from Fairfax. I think they're, or does Fairfax still own a little bit? Uh, uh, own a little well, bit. Uh, yeah. uh, they own a little well, bit. Well, Nine owns them all. Nine owns yeah. them all now, yeah. right. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, look, it's not one for me. Real estate is, REA is the better business and, and, and better run or well run. I mean, it was an IPO at $2, it's currently $3.57. Not much going on. Um, I'm, I'm, yep, I'm a holder at best on okay. this one. Uh, well, we've got results next week. Yep. So that'll be interesting. I, I, one, one of the, the attractions of REA, I mean, apart from the fact that it is the behemoth in the, in the, in the space, is that it's got quite a tight share register because basically News Corp, News Corp owns 76% or whatever it is. Right. So it, it's kind of a liquid. Domain offers, um, you know, Nine has got a big chunk of domain as well. So yeah. um, they're both pretty much wrapped in those, those platforms. And it is a platform stock. Now, I don't know about most people at the moment, but certainly, you know, there's me sitting at home a bit bored with COVID, etc. can't go out too much. And you start going through domain and real estate, oh, I could live there, I could live there. So there, there is activity out there, especially right. regionally. Uh, people are now, I guess, looking at alternates to a, to a commute and from Sydney and, mm. and being locked in an office. You've only got to look around Barangaroo and see that that's, you know, people are mm. working from home and there are now alternates to that. So I don't mind domain. It is obviously geared to the property market. So you're, you're hoping yeah. that there's going to be continued activity. But we have seen this, this sort of splurge from people sitting at home, clicking on stuff, looking at stuff. Yeah. Um, Are they buying though? Well, it's, for, for domain, it's, it's, it's about getting eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. It's about getting eyeballs yeah. and traffic. Getting, getting results for your advertising. Getting results yeah. for those people that are selling and, yeah. you know, and, and, move, and also moving them up the, the kind of the scale. So not just mm -hmm. pictures, but then you've got in the movies and the premium yeah. listings and all this sort of stuff. Um, and I've, I've got friends in the real estate photography business and the real estate business generally, and they're saying things are okay, you know, better than they were last July, and so they're busier than they were last July. Admittedly, right. that's in the top end, yeah. and I think we are seeing this kind of, kind of bifurcation of the economy to some extent. You know, the, the people that have got money and jobs yeah. are spending and doing quite well, mm. and the people that haven't got jobs and, and haven't got any money are, are struggling big time, and small business owners as well struggling big time. So I don't mind domain. It's had a pretty good run. I'd, I'd put it in the hold basket at the moment. Okay. Results pending. It could, uh, it could, you know, it, we could see some decent results, cost cutting. Okay. They have to change their digital strategy though a little bit. I think you know, with domain, like the, the whole idea of um, just trying to move people up the, the, the yep. chain is, is, is a tough ask at the moment. And I really think that domain obviously has to offer other services or be something else uh, to to it, which is which is difficult when you know you've just got house listings uh, in there. But it, there, there's always place, you know, Coca Cola, Pepsi. There's always place for two players in a market. Yeah. So you, you know, REA is never going to own everything. So I think yeah, it, it is. But hold best. Okay. All right. Let's just uh, recap the first five stocks you suggested plus our stock of the day, Miso Blast, um, uh, only for the faint-hearted and. Uh, Adam and Henry um, aren't faint-hearted at the moment, so uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> right, the ride is just too hard and they've got another announcement on the 30th of September, see how that goes. Woodside, a yes from Adam, a hold from Henry. Tesoro Resources, uh, take profits. Um, uh, Henry would be saying, certainly not buying at these levels, uh, Adam agrees. Mm. Uh, McPherson's, a yes, good steady player. Um, the third draw company that uh, we're going to describe it forever now uh, and copyright it to Adam sure. to always acknowledge yep, the author of that uh, Avita uh, a hold from Adam uh, a no from uh, Henry prefers Polynovo or Aroa Biosurgery a new um, New Zealand equivalent to come out in that area and uh, for Domain a hold from both of them quick programming note for you join us a bit later today Evolution Mining Chief Executive Jake Klein joins us after the company's record full-year results yesterday. That's from 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Ausbiz if you're interested in your gold stocks, and that's a pretty good one. All right, uh, let's go to the second half of your stocks that you want an opinion on. Um, Adam, mm. Peter wants a view on WiseTech Global, the big logistics yeah. technology platform, which is a great story because basically... Uh, started by a roadie from ACDC and uh, who went up the chain and ran the logistics for all the ACDC concerts on tour. My brother-in-law was a manager of uh, was manager of ACDC. <laughs> was he and, really? Uh, really? Yeah, Michael. Michael Browning. Yeah, there you wow. go. And uh, for a number of years, launched them in the United States and <laughs> remembers. <laughs> 
the founder of Wise Tech and can tell you lots of stories about being, Absolutely. being on the road with him. But I reckon it's just a great story. And now this company is at Global Logistics, but yeah. it's had some controversial times over the last couple of years. Face some challenges, yeah, potentially. Right. Yeah, look, and I think those challenges are going to be uh, a little bit tougher. Uh, their forecast for earnings to be around about 156 million for full year. Um, however, I probably say that um, they're going to they're going to struggle to get those earnings going forward. Um, and there's a couple of brokers sort of saying there might be some downgrades in this result coming coming yeah. through. So because they've been attacked by short sellers, haven't short they? Sellers, for, uh, definitely. For a while as well, based on governance and transparency issues. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and there's been a couple of sell ratings that are still sort of hovering uh, around this stock as well. So absolutely fantastic success story for mm. you know Australia as such. But yeah, um, you know the logistics side of it is 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 doing well. Tracking transport, you know, mm. all of these things yep. uh, has done with a, a software as a service, you know, sort of business that goes with it. So um, look, it, it's not for the faint of hearted as well. Um, up a, another three and a half percent today, but probably some good value down at around sixteen dollars. So I think they report next week. Nineteenth. Nineteenth. It's a big, big uh, day for us. Um, so I'd be holding off until that report. Uh, if there are some downgrades in the sector, um, you probably could pick this up around sixteen dollars. Okay. Uh, it has been a wild ride, I guess, for WiseTech, yep. and, and I think it was Jay. J Capital out of um, yes. Hong Kong. Mm, they came out with a big yep. short selling report on the on the stock and problems with governance, problems with accounting practices. The problem is, um, these the, it has been a great success story. It's been yep. fantastic. You know, it's billions of dollars worth of market cap now, and it's been been fantastic. The, the problem it's, is, it's the W in the Wallex. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's, the, it's the tech stocks in Australia. It yeah. is. It has it has been fantastic, and it is a tech stock. My concern always with Wise Tech was they were just, it seemed every day for a period of time, they were making another acquisition, another acquisition, another acquisition. Now, now that to me is a bit of a red flag, only because you're growing through acquisitions. Now, I've been in, involved in stockbrokers that have been acquired, and I've, you know, over the however many years, you know that acquisitions are never an easy thing. People have egos, people have positions, people, it's, it's always hard to bed down culture. Merge software, merge systems. Now, all these were kind of add-ons, country speciality, logistics businesses, fantastic, great, but they just did so many. Yep. And, and that was, I guess, one of the problems that Jay Capital had was how they were accounting for some of the growth through these acquisitions. I think it was Cargo One, that, which is their kind of premier product, which has, has, has caused some of the issues. The stock's been going sideways for a while. Mm. It pops up. Um, it, is, it is one of our equivalent fangs, I guess. Yep. And it is the W in, the, in our fang. Um, so it does pop when the NASDAQ pops and it comes off when that. I, I just, to de-risk the thing, and this, this has been our strategy in the newsletter, is to wait for the results. Right. Because you know, you, you're taking a punt on who knows mm. what. You know, it's not like they could come out and say, and well... Particularly when Adam's saying there's a bit of talk around the market yeah. that the result may disappoint on the downside. Uh, yeah, um, it's just, it's easier to de-risk it by buying after the result. Yeah. Okay, you may miss the first 5%. Yep. But at least now the siren's gone off, the all clear. You can come out the air raid shelter, you can look around, smell the air, and make a, a valid or, or an invalid sort of decision based on what you see yep. um, from the results. So that would be my advice. For the time being, it's a hold. If right. you've got it, you know, there's probably no point selling it before the announcement. But yep. um, if you're at all concerned, yes, please do. But otherwise, wait for the results, see how it reports, see how the market reacts to the the governance side of things as well and, and the accounting side of things. And then yes, maybe. It's it's a great story, great stock. I'm just, yeah, so, something in the back of my mind where you get these attacks by these short sellers. They don't just go after companies for the sake of it. Yeah. And, it and the report at the time was, was it wasn't two pages. No. It was you know, yeah. 45 pages and there was a whole to yeah. and fro, et cetera. And it took the wind out of the sales of the stock. Oh, I think it was big at time. $38 yeah. or something like that. And it oh. really took the wind yeah. out of it. And it was, you know, and what, what short sellers like to do is they like to throw a lot of mud and some yeah. will stick. Yeah. Right. And something yeah. did stick with this one. And it, and it put a doubt in people's mind about potential. There could be some issues. And that sort of investor base probably changed a lot. You know, a lot of instos right. might have moved away uh, and things like that. And now we're at twenty bucks. You know, it's 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 still surviving and doing well from all of those clients that got in a lot lower prices. 
But yeah, I think that earnings side is going to be really interesting to watch because that's going to give us that hard number of how this thing has gone. You'd probably think deliveries have done pretty well uh, around this COVID yeah, well, period. Yeah, yeah, you really would have thought. And then more packages moving backwards and forwards. Yeah. Yeah. So theoretically, you know, you would think that, that uh, is, is, it should be enough to get it moving. But uh, I think there'll okay. be more downgrades. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I share an office with a guy who ordered 100 grams of some red powder from the US. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that when you said 100 uh, he, grams he's in, the, he's, in, he's in the pharmaceutical business. Right, okay. Um, and it, this is to do with, um, with a treatment for, um, for hemoglobin right. for, for cancer okay. patients. Anyway, the 100 grams arrived in a pallet wrapped up in bubble wrap and the whole thing was nearly as big as this desk. It for was for a, and, and inside, once we've opened it all up, there was 100 grams of red powder. Wow. <laughs> There's some logistics involved in that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some weird logistics. All right, Max wants a view on traffic technologies. Um, to small, uh, they design, manufacture, and install traffic signals and controllers and pedestrian countdown timers. Uh, I'd never heard of them. Nor would I. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess somebody's uh, got to yeah, make well, this that's, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, so, and it's yeah, I didn't know it was listed on the... Yeah, no, it's, it's $12 million market cap, so it's... You know, so, it's, uh, really uh, tiny. It, $13 million today. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it's gone it's up. up. up 8%. The, so. the volume is, you know, it's a 2.7 cent stock with a volume of, you know, yeah. 40 grand's worth of stock a day. It's It's... It's a little bit difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult. You know, clearly, the, these guys are in the sign business, in the traffic signals. They're in. They're, they're supposed to be doing. I, I might mention AI or software as a service, yeah. all this sort of thing to spruik it up. But at the end of the day, they make traffic technology. That's what the, what the name does. Yeah. I, it's really hard to get a handle on these sorts of stocks. Sort of, they're, they're stocks that you wonder why they listed. Well, it must have seemed like a good idea at the time. Better as a private company. Well, you know, there's lots of reasons. capital. There's lots of reasons to this. One of them, of course, is that if you're an ASX-listed company, it gives you that kind of um, solid credibility. And you can go to your clients and say, you know, we must be good. We satisfy all this governance because we're an ASX-listed company. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of companies do, especially the smaller end. And maybe, um, I haven't got a chart that goes back that far, maybe they were a $50 million company at one stage, and now they're 12. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, cl- clearly it's geared to, I guess, government infrastructure spend and, and upgrading traffic yeah. signs and doing more uh, roadworks, et cetera. But it's just a bit hard yeah. um, if you don't follow this What stock. do you call these stocks of lobster pots or something? Lobster pots. You're full of them today, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I've been doing good. this a long time. Draw lobster <laughs> pots. I've got acronyms going as more than you had hot dinners. Uh, so, uh, uh, look, they're awarded a five-year contract uh, with Osgrid. Look, that's a positive sign for it. And the stock rallied, but then certainly got sold back as well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think you need to be there. There's plenty of other more exciting businesses out there. And if you're willing to sort of punt on a $13 million company market cap, you could probably find some other ones that have got some uh, better um, okay. you know, overall results. So yeah, it's a, probably a no from me. Okay. Um, is Prophecy International uh, a better company to be in, suggested <laughs> by the here? Um, software applications uh, company for, for corporates? Look, you know, I, I think they're, they're obviously reporting as well. Um, the stock's fairly liquid. Uh, it doesn't trade too much. Um, traded 39,000 shares today. The chart's pretty erratic as well. Um, it, it does get uh, picked up in some of the small cap research that goes out there and some of the, the newsletters and things like that. So that obviously helps. But it does look like it sort of trades by appointment. So I'd probably leave that one alone. Yep. Uh, well, I, I mean, this falls into the, the theme that I've been writing a bit about, cybersecurity. Yep. Um, and the two that I've been following quite heavily have been uh, Tesserent, TNT, yep. and, and hey, Whitehawk. <laughs> <laughs> it's dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so TNT, we've done really, really well yeah, out of TNT. Great. It's been a seven-bagger yep. for, uh, for many of our members that got in when we did. So that, that's been really, really good. Um, Whitehawk, for me, was kind of the second best. But there's a bunch of other kind of also-rounds. These guys have got relatively good revenue, 14 million uh, dollars in revenue, um, but it's a bit thin, a bit illiquid, as Adam yep. says. Um, there's another one, VOR, Vortif, yep. um, and AR9 as well, which they kind of all fall into the cybersecurity. And you've got, you know, 
if you've got people at home sitting there with their computers, mm. which are back doors to all these yeah. corporates effectively, and, and yeah. I'm sure most home networks don't have the firewalls and the security. They might have Norton 360, but maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, and the government is clearly spending a lot of money on, on cyber security, and it has become, I guess it has become the, the, the front in the new Cold War, yep. if you like. It's no longer um, spies at Checkpoint Charlie in Berlin. Now it's all about hacking into systems, yep. and, and whether it's from some unknown foreign And corporates ha having people working from home. It's, it's hard. It's hard um, when you have your computer's hooked in yep. to your work system. It's a back door. You, yeah. know, you, you hack me. And in, in you go to, uh, to, to wherever. And yep. you know, if you're an Osgrid person sitting there with your home computer doing stuff and somebody gets in behind and then can shut down a network or interfere yep. with things. So cybersecurity has become a really okay. big issue, I think. And it is the front line in the new Cold War, whether it's attacks by China, I know we're not supposed to say the, the person or the country, or Russia. Yep. And we've got elections coming up. You know, there's a huge amount of interference that's going to happen in the US election, and there's going to be a big focus on cybersecurity. So I, I, I still like the sector a lot. Um, as I say, TNT has been, it's been the biggest mm. um, waiting in my small cap portfolio by a country mile okay. for a long time. Um, and I keep taking profits because it gets to be, it keeps going up, so it becomes yeah. even bigger. And you think, well, I can't have 20% in there. I've got to sell some. Um, but prophecy falls in that basket, but it is a bit of liquid. Right. Uh, there's people that like it and keep saying to me, hey, what about prophecy? You know, we should, you, know, you should look at that. And yes, yes, you should. It's got good revenue. Um, it's growing. It's got a couple of good products, but it's just a little bit illiquid. Right. Whereas TNT, it's got good backing. Jeff Lord uh, came out of uh, UXC. He's a non-exec chairman, but he's not there for a haircut. He's, he's there to make yeah. a difference okay. and make this thing rumble. So surrender, but oh, it's a been a great story. Whitehawk as well has been okay. Um, yeah. That abortive one has changed its business a couple of times. Yeah. It used to be in Indian uh, tele um, ATM machines and things like that. Right. So they've right. all sort of changed their business a little bit to sort of become that. And, and Henry's absolutely right. That, that cyber security buzzword is definitely there. And it's probably here to stay. And there's a couple of ETFs that you can use yep. to get mm. that diversification as well. Um, but it, it, look, it's certainly a growing part of the market. Is Tesserant um, still worth buying at this level? You're taking profits on I've been taking but profits. They kind of they, they had a big flip and they, they've stalled a bit. I think they might drift back. But if right. you, you know, they're 26, 25, 26 cents at the yeah. moment. Yeah. They got to just shy of 30, which was my target. They got to 29 and a half. Right. Um, I think they might drift back to sort of 2021, but then it's it's kind of picked those up on the back foot as some of the the fast money comes out and the, and the herd moves to the next yep. kind of hot sector. Um, but even I was sent something today suggesting that there was you know potential acquisitions, not just by Tesserent because they have done a few, but also that somebody may look at them now they've mm. sort of got okay. to a critical mass. Um, $160 million market cap is no, no. You know, it's not a fly by night anymore yeah. with, with good management ambition good balance sheet and good products. Oh, that's a good combination if you get good management and a good balance sheet good and good product. Every time. Yep, yeah, exactly. Definitely. All right, here, good discussion there on uh, Prophecy International. Uh, Henry, well, we've gone from uh, traffic lights to, uh, <laughs> to parking stations. There's a theme. Um, yeah. So well, then real estate as well. Different, different yeah. viewers uh, asked for this. Jack, uh, Smart Parking, they design, develop and manage uh, parking technology. They, I was reading they just did a deal with London Airport or Gatwick or something. Yeah, there'll be lots um, of people there. Yeah, <laughs> yes, at the moment. That's a very good point. So I gather <laughs> it's boom gates and the green signs on when the green yeah. lights on. Yeah, I guess it's spare it's bays. Smart technology, AI technology around parking, parking yep. spaces. Big, big UK exposure. Yeah. Um, and clearly that's been that's kind of good at the moment because the UK is. Although it's seeing increased yeah. cases, as most of Europe does seem to be seeing, it's kind of open for business regardless, yeah. and it's holiday season and everyone's trucking off to... Was it domiciled in the UK at one stage? Because they, was I reading, they got rid of their UK board a couple of years ago. And they did, a bit of from memory, they did have some issues yeah. with governance yes. in the yeah. UK. Yeah. I seem to remember there was some... A couple of years ago. some. I can't remember if alleged fraudulent, mm. I'll go with alleged, mm. but there were some alleged uh, nefarious Issues. activities from the UK side yeah. of things, no which kind of collapsed the share price. Um, it, it's been an, 
Yeah, no, not for me. It's just... I, I, w I would say, by the look of that chart, that probably happened late 2017. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... I think, I think, they, I think you've nailed it. Issues. <laughs> I think you've nailed Fell it off a cliff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it was really... Uh, it was kind of in demand for a while, and it sort of... All this UK talk was really great, yeah. but it did seem to run foul of the governance issues, and I seem to remember there was some um, issue with the... I can't remember if it's the CEO yeah. or somebody, but there yeah. were there were some problems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's never really, it's never really grabbed me ever since. You know, it's it's a penny dreadful. Yeah. Uh, very exposed to the UK economy. The UK economy is pretty miserable at the moment, down twenty yeah. percent GDP yep. uh, last quarter. Um, can't get very excited about smart parking. The story's all right though. Like the yeah, actual yeah, story's great, and it makes it makes sense for an, an operator of a car park. They don't have to go around marking tyres. They can just basically chart, you know, charging. And councils can use that yep. same technology when they're, you know, in the bays that they they use for parking as well. They can just take your picture of your number plate and mm. and, and charge you revenue yep. for for staying around too long or, or whatever. Um, they do have an app as well. So there's other stuff that they can do. But yeah, um, you know, it, it did run up a little bit on that Gatwick one uh, announcement, and then and now it's just sort of fallen away again. So. Um, yeah, there's no need to be there I, uh, unless their results, I think, comes out on the 24th of August. Um, their results um, come through, then maybe you might look at it for some right. growth. But really, yeah, there's not much going okay. on there for me either. No. All right. Our final uh, stock to take a look at today on the call is from Chen, uh, Genworth Mortgage Insurance. Adam, they uh, offer basically uh, lenders mortgage insurance, don't they? Yep. It's a no. Simple as that. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go anywhere near it. Um, look, obviously, mortgages, insurance, um, you know, we've got lots of younger people wanting to potentially uh, buy a house. You need to get mortgage insurance. Yep. Um, but I think they lost a couple of big contracts. And it's only going back from memory. I think they lost, a, was it Westpac? Uh, yeah, one of the big banks. One of the big banks, maybe it was NAB. Yeah, they lost it was NAB. It, it was NAB. They lost uh, that contract and that really, really hurt them and then really sort of put a bit of a flag on the stock. I mean, if they, if they can't keep a big bank as a client, then there's potentially, yeah. potentially, potentially something wrong. It hasn't really recovered since March 23rd. Uh, you just don't need to be there. Yeah. I'd have to really echo Adam's thoughts, I have to say. You know, I, I read through the numbers and looking at them, they had an earnings upgrade not, not that um, long ago and everything just looked a bit... Uh -huh. Yeah, mm. you know, it just didn't. Nothing was really. You couldn't pick anything that you looked at and went, "Oh, okay." There's some light at the end of the tunnel for mortgage insurance in this country. Yeah. It just, you know, that if you want to play recovery in the housing sector and, and increased activity, I think there's simpler ways to go. Right. Insurance company. Yeah. It's funny they've had a history of actually surprising mm. to the upside. Yeah. Everyone's kind of written them off, and here we are. We're doing the same thing, writing them off. But then they've come out and gone, "Oh." Yep. Actually, it wasn't too bad after all. Mm -hmm. okay. um, so, the, you know, it's it's the classic, you know, wait till the results come out, confirmation. Maybe then uh, you get a clearer picture, but at the moment... I market obviously believes sure. or doesn't believe that, that, no. it, that it's going to be anything fantastic no. either. So, no. you know, okay. this, this stock, is, you'd see some buying in it or at least breaking out a little bit if yeah. there was some activity there. All right, Chen, uh, a no from both Sorry, Adam and Henry there. Let's just <laughs> recap our final five stocks. Um, Wise Tech a hold at the moment until they announce their results on the 19th of, of August. But if it slips back to around that $16 mark, uh, maybe have a look. A no for traffic technology. Um, Prophecy a no. Tesserend and Whitehawk are probably a better bet in that cyber security area. Um, Smart Parking a no and Genworth a no as well. Uh, Adam Dawes from Shaw, thank you for joining us. Yeah. What, are, what are your clients interested in this week? Have you seen any uh, So we've, we've been buying uh, a bit of Amcor All at right. the moment yeah, for yeah. the result next week. We think right. that's going to be uh, a really good, they've upgraded a couple of times this year already and we like that whole idea of uh, Coles and Woolies, you know, getting pandemic buying, then obviously they've got to put those packets on the shelves and right. that's what Amcor yeah. does, but obviously okay. in the US. Uh, and in good the UK, stock too. very good defensive, good dividend, and that Beamers acquisition, I think, is going to do pretty well. So we've been buying a fair bit of that, trying to calm my clients down on the banks because <laughs> that's all they're talking about at the moment. And we've been buying a little speculative stock, 3DP, which is a new near map 
competitor. Oh, yeah, we, we talked about that on, Bevan. on the call uh, a week or two ago. He has, got, got, he has got the magic touch. The magic yeah, yeah. He only has to pop into a shop these days. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and people are following him and but buying look at the share price. The, I, know, I know, 3D I wrote it up a few weeks ago. As soon as he bought it, yeah. I went, this is this is good. we got to Absolutely. look at this one. So and it's I kept recommend going. it as a buy. It's yeah, kept going. Yeah, it's 26 There's been another one that he's got involved in as well that, oh, really? uh, that, uh, that's gone really well. Yeah. He's got he's got kind of got the magic touch. Yeah, exactly. Um, so is that what you follow a lot? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't say a lot, but, it, but it's good well. to follow the money. You know, uh, the, yeah, they, the, okay. the they smart know guys yeah. um, that are the good operators. Same with, with Tesserin. I, I looked at it as soon as Jeff Lord was announced as the yeah. exec chairman, it went from five cents to nine cents. Yeah. And I looked at it and went, oh, yeah. that looks yeah. interesting. And then, it, and of course, in the March Madness crash, yeah. it came back to four. So I said, well, you know. It's, nothing's changed with the company. It's in cybersecurity. This is a, a gift, yeah. um, and we we recommended okay. it at four and a bit. All but right. um, yeah, certainly follow the money, follow fund managers, see what they're doing, yep. see what the directors are doing. That's always very important, yep. and see what new investors are doing. And you can get all that information through Marcus today. Check that on the website and Shoreham Partners as well. There you go to uh, to get your advice. Thank you, chaps. Good to see you. Pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to suggest a stock for us to cover here on the call, you can email the suggestion, the call at osbiz.com.au and by Twitter using the Osbiz TV handle. Look, before we head to a very short break, if you find yourself missing out on key parts of the trading day, there's a lot happening during the day and of course you've got other things to do in your life, uh, get the latest from our team straight into your inbox, sign up for COB, Close of Business, uh, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance and startups. You can subscribe, osbiz.co slash join. It'll be in your inbox 5.30 p.m. each afternoon, Monday to Friday. So uh, a lot there, particularly in earnings season. Uh, that's it from the call for today. Coming up, uh, don't forget Startup Daily Show between 2 and 3 p.m. And a lot more happening on The Pulse, the other side of this short break. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.